There was a time when I was a baby, I think about three months old, he slammed my arm in the front door because my mom was trying to leave with me. And he was trying to slam the door. My mom thought it was broken and stuff. But my mom, I think that's the only thing that my mom thinks he did to me. And until I was about 10 years old, she didn't really know the truth. He actually used to spank me and beat me with a two by four. Uh, just for anything, everything, homework, thing. reading, yeah. stuff like that. So I would steal, like, even homework was so terrifying because uh, I would get beaten over it that I would uh, steal the answer sheets from the teacher yeah. and bring it home. And then there were even times where I would have the answer sheet so I know I got the answer right, and he would go back and forth with me on how it was wrong. I'm like, it, it ain't wrong. I got the answer sheet. But I couldn't tell him that. Yeah. And then yeah. you can't argue with somebody that's always right. Yeah. So Or you'll just get beat up. So So um, are you the youngest? Yes. Three? Yes. Okay. And then so your two older ones, they're, is that their dad? Your yeah. dad is their dad too? Yeah. And so whenever you were, because how, how, how many years? About 10? There's about seven, I think, between me and my brother. So I did get to witness a little bit of my brother. My brother actually took uh, many beatings over me. Um, just uh, just things. One time I got in trouble, and he ended up getting beaten for it because he intervened. Uh, and I can remember he wore glasses at that time. He was a teenager. And the glasses went flying across the living room, and I took off running to my room because it was, it was terrifying because he would beat him like he was a 40-year-old man. There was also an incident, like he had told me about. I've heard incidents, too, like even from mom, my sisters on my mom's side um, that he went through where he was beaten with a fishing pole um, because my dad wrecked a, wrecked a boat, and he told the kids not to go home and tell anybody. And I guess when they got home, my brother told my s older sister on my mom's side, and he pulled out a fishing pole and went to hitting him from head to toe with it. And it makes like that whipping. Yeah. Yeah, it stings. And I remember one time he got beat because uh, he helped me down out of the boat. Just something small. and But because he wasn't told to do that, it's just you, you catch him in a mood, and it's like even the littlest thing yeah. can set him off. So you just never told your mom and... You think you think if you were to tell your mom, she would have said something, and then it would have resulted in her getting. Oh, her. Yeah. So that's what I would so always nobody avoid. Nobody can ever win. Yeah, and there was one time where she did try to. She reached out to a friend because I did actually end up. No, she saw it. Um, I was maybe nine. This had been a few years after since he had started using the two by four. Um, he hid it in their bedroom behind a piece of furniture, so my mom never knew it was there. Um. And he would beat me with it, and it would leave bruises, obviously. And eventually, I think there was one time, towards the end, I think this probably is what ended the whole two-by-four spanking situation, is when my mom did find bruises on my butt. Um, and she took pictures. Do you remember those old cameras, those yeah. Polaroids, Polaroids? where it's, Yes, the she films. had took a picture um, of my butt with those. and But there was nothing that can be done, like CPS. You, it's not illegal to spank your kids on the butt. Yeah. And you can't prove it's just my word against his what he used to spank me with. And so. like your teachers, 
so you never just never told anybody no actually uh when I was at Calvary the first time my dad ever put his hands on me I was in first grade and I think I had asked to stay the night with somebody on a school night I was being a brat probably and begging like oh I don't want to go to school I want to stay the night you know um and he ended up telling me to go to the bathroom with him and so we went to the bathroom um and he picked me up by my neck and was holding me against the wall choking me and this is embarrassing but I peed on myself it was like the strangest and scariest feeling um to not be able to take a breath and still be cautious and like aware of what's going on so it was terrifying and it just I just peed all over myself I think maybe like your body and then after yes and after that every time he would beat me I would pee on myself And then it almost got to a point where, like, when it, I knew it was going to happen, I'd be like, please don't pee on myself. Please don't pee on myself. I would be more focused on not peeing on myself yeah. than be getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Because I knew I knew that was coming. That yeah. was going to happen regardless of how I felt about it. Yeah. Just please don't pee on myself yeah. <laughs> and make it worse. So that was the first time. Uh, the second time was maybe a year or two later. Um, I had a bunch of friends over. We had gone to our hometown for the weekend. He was actually, my mom and him were separated during this little phase, and he was with my mom's best friend. They were together. And um, he really didn't like that I had, like, I didn't respect her. So that was a whole other issue, too. Um, But I had all my friends over, like three or four of them, and I had gotten sick. My dad and my stepmom had gone out. And our babysitter, the person that was there, he also lived there. He was my dad's friend. He was an older guy. And uh, I had gotten, I started running a fever um, late that night, and my dad had made ribs. And so while he was heating up like ribs for everybody, and my dad did say I was a picky eater, and when my and ribs was up was a thing I didn't like. And so he did make a point to tell me before he left. He was like, "You make sure that you eat these ribs for dinner," you know. And I didn't get to pick or choose or nothing like that. You ate what you got, or you could go to bed hungry. He yeah. didn't care. I had gotten sick, and I was just not going to eat. Like, I won't eat nothing. I just won't eat. Uh, our babysitter ended up making me some, like, noodles or something, some soup. And I didn't even eat the What kid won't eat the noodles? Like, yeah. I didn't eat the noodles. I just drank the soup. And um, my dad got home. We were, me and my friends were all laid out on the floor watching a movie um, on this pallet. And he said, why is there so many ribs left? And he asked the guy, and he told him the truth, that I didn't eat ribs. And so he told me to get up and come outside and even when the other guy tried to intervene and say no that's my fault I told her she didn't have to eat the ribs that I could make her something else because she doesn't feel good he didn't even want to hear it he's like you shut up or you can get your ass beat too I mean that's how my dad was you intervene you can get it too um and so he told me to go outside and so I did and I thought he was just gonna terrify me like scare me and like get in my face maybe Um, Because he had never actually punched me or anything. But he did. He punched me, and I flew off the porch. And I landed face down in the dirt. I, like, skinned my face. Like, it kind of rubbed. So I had a scratch, like, down my cheek and straight down my forehead. Well, then, um, after he hit me, he would make me get up, get back on the porch. He'd hit me again. He'd also ask questions, like, as he's intimidating you and in the, and you got to have the right answer. If you have the wrong answer, you get hit. you're getting hit. 
or if you take too long, even if you don't answer it right then, you're getting hit. And so he'd hit me again, and I'd fall off. And then every time, I mean, I would just lay on the ground because I just didn't want to get up. I would hope that he would just leave me there and just go on. Then he told me to get up. And so I'd get back up and come up there. And then at one point he made me lay down, and he stood on top of me, like on my chest and my stomach. And, and you were nine? Yeah, I couldn't have been older than nine. Oh, my goodness. Um, so he stood on top of you? Yes. And I really didn't understand why he was doing that, but I did know it stopped you from breathing. I couldn't breathe, and um, I couldn't, like, tell, talk or anything or yell or anything. I couldn't make noise hardly. And he would step off, and then I would, like, start choking and, like, coughing, and then he'd step back on. And uh, at one point, there was a hole in the porch, and it had uh, a window had been busted out. And so the glass from the old window was at the in the bottom of this hole. And he told me to step down in it. And he was going to put his boots on. The only thing sticking out of this hole pretty much is my head. So the only thing I could think was that he was about to come out there and hit me. and Or he was going to start kicking me in my head. Um, so then I go home. <laughs> the, that weekend's over. I go home. And he has a whole story for my mom about how I fell through the porch. Because she did know there was that hole in the porch. She didn't know that. And so, I mean, I think so. And so that was his whole thinking is he would say that I fell in through the porch in that hole and there's glass all in it. So that would explain all the cuts and, and have a school picture. I think it was around Christmas time. I have a school picture with and the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that's like the only time he really ever... And what's sad is I do feel like I had it way easier than my siblings, siblings? did. Yeah. So you way easier. You I got the older version of him because yeah. he was, my parents were almost 40 yeah. when they had me. So I feel like I just got that older version. Um, I would have hated to have him as a younger version yeah. with all the energy and all the strength. And what's crazy is uh, the only child that, has any has communication with him today because he's in jail now he's serving 20 years it's the one he didn't raise my sister uh my oldest sister actually on my dad's side did not know i don't want i want to say it was around 10 it might not have been 10 it could have been a little younger but i know that the majority of her childhood she believed her stepdad was her real dad and so did my dad um but it is very obvious very obvious that my dad is her dad because out of all of us she is the most identical to him so she Thankfully, only she is the one, at least one of us, only has good experiences with him. Because um, her mom and her stepdad raised her. She was never forced to go to my dad's. She did not really have much of a relationship until she was an adult um, and could kind of freely go and see him and him come see her type of thing. Again, I, I, I saw her a handful of times growing up. I didn't, it wasn't both of them, all of them, honestly. My brother was only in the picture because he was still a kid. Um, but then as he got older too, of course, his mom wasn't going to send him, force him to do anything that, because the older he was getting, the more he was fighting him like he was a man. Yeah. And this is, it's just hard. It's not like he's fighting a man, he's fighting his dad. So yeah. it's so different. It's so different. Um, and now my brother refuses to have kids. Um, he doesn't want kids. He wants that bloodline to stop with him. Yeah. He refuses to repeat history. 
um, that meanness and that aggressiveness, it has to stop. It has to stop somewhere. His name ends with my brother. His brother, his name no longer goes on anymore. Um, So my brother stopped a lot um, with choices he's made. Um, But it's sad because those choices have come from things that he's experienced. And I just know that it was a lot, a lot harder than what I went through. Yeah. And his mom, their moms too. Their moms went through it too. I know his mom had surgeries and stuff um, because her face was so bad um, at times. And my dad would beat her in front of her dad who is older and can't do it. He couldn't do it. That's horrible to beat someone's kid in front of them knowing they can't defend them. Yeah. That's horrible, especially a man, Yeah, uh, you know. Okay, so you mentioned that he's serving 20 years yes. now. Well, so see, I'll even start with my kids. He's been in and, in and out so much. Even um, when I was growing up, there was many times that we would get pulled over even to um, with him drinking and driving. And he would, I, many times, I would have to hide beer cans in my backpack or under my jacket in my lap and stuff like that. So he had, he's probably had, I honestly, if they, because they fall off of your record after a certain amount of time. The DUI? Yes. Yeah. The DWIs always will fall off of your record. I don't know if this goes for everything else, but they will always fall off of your record after so many years. And so what, how my dad would get lucky with that is when he would get to that, fourth DWI where he would actually be looking at years and serving time one would fall off so but then it seems like in the past 10 years or so it's been constantly he's been in jail um when my son was born he went to jail not long after that he's 11 uh my daughter was born in 2016 and he started he served a two-year sentence when she was born uh for DWI and then he went to jail in 2018 for this incident. Yeah. And it was basically a DWI, and here's the kicker. His girlfriend that he also had beat on, um, I kind of knew right off the bat when I found out that they were together that he had not changed. Uh, one being she has a disability. Uh, so she does not walk. She has like a limp. She, um, I don't really know what her dis- like what happened or her story or anything. But I knew that she did not have the ability to fight him back. And it seems like he always wants to be with weak people or people that think they need him, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or, like, um, a lot of them were either younger who didn't have money and stuff like that. So they would use him or – and what really, it was my mom's money that they were getting. That That's what always sucked. And so it, it, they're always, like, vulnerable and weak. And it just – it would – I knew immediately – that it was just not going to be good, and it wasn't. And he put his hands on her, and I guess he had, like, maybe taken her car. I really don't know the story, but somehow he ended up with a DWI as well. Mm -hmm. And so what I assumed is because in the beginning, the charges were, like, battery of a dating partner, uh, theft, and uh, DWI. So what I've kind of just assumed is that he most likely beat her, and then when she tried to call the cops, he most likely left in her car and got pulled over, and he had been drinking. So he got the DWI, the theft, because it wasn't his car, and the battery for beating her. And I guess the judges just finally had enough. But I'm like, could y'all had, like, had enough years ago? Yeah, why did it have because to if take I can this pay, long? yeah, if I can pay for these records just in Bozier Parish, and I can go back and see charges from the 80s, you can't see it. 
Yeah. You can't see the history and the repetitive behavior. He goes to jail for beating people and for drinking and driving. driving. And even one, I mean, he's almost killed himself several times from drinking and driving. I mean, we know he's not going to learn his lesson because he denies the the breathalyzers. He, I mean, he'll still drive without a license. You can take that all day long. I mean, he's been to jail also several times for that. He'll get pulled over and because... Once you do get pulled over and you go to jail so many times and they run that license plate and they track you, they're pulling you over and they're checking you out. So my dad <laughs> would get pulled over for everything and it, it seemed like he'd always not have his license. He'd never, I don't think he's had a license in years. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's just, I'm like, you got to get tired and you got to see the pattern, you know, and you got to do something about it. Uh, had he been sentenced to 20 years when I was. Yeah. six seven years, years old yeah maybe i would be talking to a changed person today because i did get his transcript from his court hearing and all that and his uh sentencing i paid to have all that and i did not know that it was going to be word for word everything that is said in the courtroom wow, yeah. and he was not expecting 20 years he was only expecting five And so as they're sentencing him, he's like stuttering, like in the paperwork, he's stuttering. And he says, this is a life sentence for me. Even before he went to jail in 2018, he had already suffered memory loss and suffered all of it. And I mean, he could even have a case of like dementia. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that that was deteriorating so fast that by the time he does get out, there's never going to be any healing because... For me to heal, I need an apology, and I need some accountability. I, I, what you did is done. All you got to do is say, I did that. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that, and I'm sorry, sorry for what it did. Yeah, that's all I need is accountability because he could do those things, and the next morning we'd get up and act like it didn't happen. It, didn't happen. it never would happen. He um, beat my stepmom with a cell phone in the face, um, and he tried to say, their story then was that a deer ran out in front of them while they were driving and he had to slam on the brakes and she wasn't wearing her seatbelt. So her face hit the dashboard and the cell phone hit the floorboard and broke. So every little thing he, he had, had a story. A story. Yeah. Wow. To cover it up. So he recently just went to jail with that sentencing? Yeah, but then he went into he got arrested in two thousand eighteen. I think he was sentenced in two thousand nineteen or twenty twenty. I can't remember which year it was that he got sentenced, but I know it was before COVID, I believe, that he got sentenced. Or might have even been twenty one right after. Because yeah. I do remember the whole COVID thing kind of being like right around us finding out that he got twenty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he'll have to serve, um, which he does. He's he, like he was supposed. To, they shipped him down south, but they were actually trying to keep. This is how much he goes to jail. They were actually f- trying to keep him in Bozier Max because he is very known there. He's well known there. He's a trustee, is what they call him, because they can trust him to go to work. They can trust him to drive a vehicle. They can trust him to do all the thing, all the things, and be on time and come back to jail. He ain't running away. Yeah. No, because he got a place to stay. Same. He's getting free meals. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's. And then he'd always be in jail with people I grew up with, too. That's what it would always. He'd write me or something and be like, I'm in here with so-and-so. And I'm like. Does, does he still write to you? To no, I actually, ha- he hasn't. And that's the thing. I don't know. It's been weird this go around because um, I did write him, but it was right about the time that they shipped him down south. So I don't believe he got it. 
I don't believe he got that letter. I feel like if he did get my letter, he would write me back. I feel like I always reach out to him first when he does go to jail. And it's funny because I do communicate with him more when he's in jail than when he's out. Yeah. Uh, just because it's me always kind of like pushing him. Like, here's your, here's your chance. Here's your another chance. You can get out. You can move away from these people that are influencing you to be the person you shouldn't be. Yeah. And it's just like kind of like reminding him like I got kids you have grandkids, grandkids. that a lot of them yeah. that have never met you and I just don't understand how that's not motivation but then I'm like sometimes like does he with his thinking like in his uh, memory loss does he really remember every last thing he's done but then I hear that he's calling my sister who he didn't raise once a week um but none of the three you actually raised. Yeah. So you got to know, we don't want to talk to you unless there's a conversation had that needs a topic that needs to be discussed. And I feel like at this point in my brother's, I mean, he's kind of dragged my brother around um, because it seemed like every time before he would go to jail, he would try to lie to people and tell people that my brother was trying to steal his stuff. He doesn't have anything to offer. My brother has a business. He's made a name for himself. He doesn't need your money. He's the one paying to get your vehicles out of impound every time you go to jail. And my dad got mad at him and just kind of drunk him through the mud because he had to ask my dad's siblings for help the last time to get his truck out of the impound. And so my brother would try to keep his tools. And we have a RV that's been in our, it was my grandparents and it was passed down to my dad. And we all kind of grew up in this RV, and so my brother would always try to go and get it and bring it back to his house just so nobody can mess with it. It would be there in the same condition. If anything, my brother can fix it and make it better. Yeah. And if anything, you'd have a home, to, like an RV to live in when you got out of there. And he just throws it all away to make my brother seem like he's this vicious person trying to steal everything he's got. My brother doesn't need your stuff. Yeah, yeah. He just wants your. He just wants his dad. Yeah. He doesn't want your stuff. I will say the best memories of my childhood came from my dad, yeah. and so did the worst. Yeah. 